Money FM 89.3, best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asian stocks are trading relatively flat this morning as investors seek direction following a week of losses. Tokyo and Seoul are a little change. Sydney is the exception. The ASX 200 is trading up more than 1%. Investors are assessing comments from U.S. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell about the economy as well as tough new anti-China rhetoric emerging from the Trump administration. Joining me now to discuss all this and more is market strategist Pan Jingyi. How are you today, Jingyi? Good morning, Michelle. I'm great. And how, how, how about you? Doing good for a Monday. Doing pretty good. Let's start with uh, what markets are talking about, U.S.-China tensions heating up further over this weekend. One of Trump's administration's top trade advisors, Peter Navarro, has accused Beijing of using air traffic travelers to seed the virus in Europe and the U.S. So it seems there's a new daily barrage of barbs between the two superpowers. And on top of that, a new survey indicates that 40% of Americans won't buy made-in-China products. Jingyi, how concerned are you that U.S.-China tensions could impede an economic recovery or even push the world deeper into recession? Yeah, well, so, Michelle, I do think that this is one of two, and of course the other one is, well, the continued renewal uh, potential for COVID-19 resurgence in terms of the cases. So one of two risks, I do, do think that in the near term, it's going to be the biggest thing for the market to watch. I mean, certainly we have seen how U.S.-China trade tensions have really roiled the market through even from 2017, and of course into just recently we have only heard, and of course that is already at the back of our minds, that phase one trade so I think on that end, itself, certainly there's a bit of a risk um, in terms of how this itself might evolve. Um, some expectations is that, that we may not actually potentially see a uh, further tariffs, especially given the backdrop of uh, um, the ongoing economic tensions already. But that being said as well, I do think that if we continue to hear a lot of this rhetoric coming through and even some of the continued restrictions, such as in some of the tech companies, including Huawei, I think this is going to be a confidence issue. And really, we, I think we need need confidence to recover at this point of time, uh, given the kind of tension, well, given the kind of backdrop we have with the economy. Yeah, confidence being the key word there. On the topic of recovery, Jingyi, U.S. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell has told CBS's 60 Minutes that he expects the economic downturn may last until late 2021, even though the U.S. economy will begin to recover steadily through the second half of this year. That's his expectations. The key for Powell is the development of a vaccine. And yet two major European leaders, Italian Prime Minister Giuseppe Conte and British Prime Minister to Boris Johnson, a warning that a vaccine won't come soon enough, if at all, and that the world needs to adapt to life without a vaccine. So which camp are you in, Jingyi? Do you think a full recovery depends on a vaccine or we just need to find new ways to adapt to this new world? Michelle, I do think that it would be handy to also be a biologist at this point ah. of time, but I think certainly uh, this is something that I'm not able to really pick up a science in. I mean, there, there I have to 
certainly read reports, the likes of, uh, for example, comments from U.S. top disease expert Dr. Fauci saying that this, well, at least 12 to 18 months is when we're expecting um, this vaccine to potentially come through. But of course, I think there has also been comments and evidences in the past that some of which just really don't get developed at all. So I think this is kind of reality that an uncertainty, I think, is the word here as well, uh, that we have to continue grappling with and that may altogether change the kind of environment we continue to work, study and play in and thereby likewise for consumption and businesses to go on that could really, I think, reshape the economy quite a bit as we move through. Um, hopefully, I think, you know, we'll see things take a bit of a better turn, but I think, you know, at this point of time, um, the uncertainty is still very substantial and I think, you know, on that end itself, the uh, risk in the market, I think, is still present and therefore, I think, to some extent, what the Fed themselves did come through on last Friday in terms of warning that, you know, there's elevated asset prices, I think that is something I do stick with in terms of my view and I just think you know there's a bit of cautiousness still warranted in the market even as we find perhaps sentiment itself taking a little bit of an improvement um, here and there um, as we move forward. Let's talk a bit more about how economies are reopening Jingyi. So Apple says some 100 retail stores worldwide will are now reopened to the public. And meanwhile US President Donald Trump gave the sports industry a push. He called a PGA charity broadcast and said he's getting a little tired of watching 10-year-old golf tournaments. So putting aside how much golf the US President should be watching, what are your thoughts on the pace of reopening? Yeah, well, so I think certainly there's a lot of this uh, urgency perhaps felt towards the need for reopening and a lot on the retail side for example from last Friday we have seen the US April retail sales data with a record low itself and certainly uh, coming under the consensus estimate as well so really I think it's a bit of a shock there um, I think that there is a need for that to happen but I think you know there's at the same time on the flip side been a lot of warnings as to how early reopening uh, that you know is going to cause further resurgence in cases, whether you're looking historically to the Spanish flu, or just really I think very recently to some of the front runners, um, some of our uh, close neighbors here in China, South Korea, and even Germany, uh, a bit of this resurgence in cases and incidents have been seen. So I think you know at this point of time, I think it's a bit of a navigation that each different country may have to well adopt and trial and error. So in that sense itself, I think you know there is. A bit of optimism in the market with regards to uh, reopening. But as I said, I think last week itself, it's been tempered down a little bit. Um, I think moving forward, I think there's expectations that this slow uh, recovery in terms of the economy is to be expected. Um, but, you know, in terms of how long this itself will last, this time function is going to be the question once again. I'm speaking with Pan Jingyi from IG. Shifting gears, Jingyi, one of the biggest events on the calendar this week is a meeting of China's National People. People's Congress, uh, the NPC meeting on Friday, about 10 weeks later than normal because, of course, of COVID-19. So what stocks or sectors do you see as popular buys or sells ahead of China's top policy meeting? Yeah, well, so I think certainly that's a big event that is long overdue and we have been waiting for. Mm. Um, broadly, I'll just shape out the expectation. I think, you know, there are more broadly looking. Um, similarly to many of the other countries, it's going to be a lot of spending coming through. I think fiscal spending, that's going to be very important. Um, the uh, Chinese authorities are expected to lower the emphasis or maybe do away altogether with a numerical target in terms of the GDP growth this year, which they normally release 
um, in early part of well, well, in March itself as we normally know and last year that's been about 6% but at this point of time I do think that given the uh, shortfall in economy it's more of just really helping to recover the economy altogether so I think what we I will be looking much closer to I think well, perhaps it's really about three different um, aspects with that fiscal uh, punch that they're going to put through first and foremost we've certainly seen infrastructure coming to be something that they've always uh, well, perhaps adopted and it's been pretty uh, effective I should say in terms of just in terms of a fiscal uh, uh, injection into the economy to really drive a bit of a recovery so mm-hmm. that itself really feeding to some of the property and uh, and other the, the likes instead really something to look out for and of course as we know a lot of handouts have been given out for example in uh, different countries here in Singapore as well how that is going to be uh, playing a part in China will also be important as they strive for improvement in terms of their consumption in the country itself and last but not least of course technology we know that that's really becoming a very critical part of every single economy that's not going to be left out in that uh, fiscal punch from the well, MPC so I'm going to be looking quite closely at that 5G as well coming into uh, the perhaps the new developments for China and of course the rest of us. Yeah, Citigroup and Baptized Capital also looking at Chinese technology ahead of the annual meeting in Parliament and also healthcare stocks. They're they could be among the likely winners, mm. according to market watches. What else is on your radar this week, Jingyi? Yeah, well, so I think it's been quite a bit of a busy week so far uh, mm. from last couple of weeks. But I think this week as well, it's not going to be too light on us. Um, certainly, I think in terms of data-wise, I'll be looking very closely towards the PMI numbers, the so manufacturing PMI. The preliminary May numbers will be due towards the end of the week. US and Eurozone both expecting well, numbers still in contraction territory. In fact, both rise back around 28 for the manufacturing PMI numbers. So just going to be looking at how things have developed develop a little bit into the early parts of May. Uh, but over and above that, I think, you know, for the U.S. index, we've seen uh, prices, the U.S. futures holding up a little bit this morning, despite all the bad news parts we have heard so far. Uh, a lot of these retailers, the well, the ones selling consumer staples, Walmart, Target, these are the ones that are going to release their earnings this week. So I'm going to be looking much closer to that and how that might shape or change the sentiment a little bit for the U.S. market that could trickle to the rest of us in the world. So most major markets were in the red last week. The Dow fell for the third week in a row. The S&P 500 had its worst week since early March. And here in Singapore, the STI lost 2.6%. How is this week starting off for Asian stocks? Yeah, well, so Michelle, I think that's the interesting part this week. I know we've discussed some of the virus concerns, some of the uh, economic concerns. But that being said, I think for Asian markets, we are finding sentiment holding up a little bit. I do think that to a large extent, this may run to the fact that, you know, given that uncertainty is always so significant at this point of time, the market's really just trying to uh, stay a little bit, I think, you know, in a bit of a neutral position at this point. So we are seeing the likes of the local streets times index actually open opening up by about 0.1% when last check. Uh, I think you've uh, recollected the rest of the market before our talk and as well we've seen quite a bit of uh, gains cutting across but really very mild gains at this point of time. But it's a lot to look out for for China in terms of the MPC as well that's likely to hold the Chinese market. But broadly I would say that you know sentiment is still in a bit of a mixed zone as we try and figure out what's next perhaps to come whether it's in terms of US-China tensions or the uh, COVID-19 developments and the consequent impact on the economy. 
Still looking for direction, so appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Pan Jingyi there, market strategist from IG. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.